Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I'm here with another Concepts episode. So this episode is titled Future-Proofing Your Law Firm Growth. And in this episode, I want to explore what I think are the changing tides when it comes to networks that people are using to find law firms. There's a lot of sentiment around the sky falling when people look at things like ad costs, especially on certain platforms. And I think that if people are looking at the blue chip platforms, it is easy to come to that conclusion and they wouldn't be wrong. But for people that are able to tweak their views a little bit, it is absolutely one of the most exciting times to be marketing a law firm and the opportunities are huge for people that realize it. So um, without further ado, let's talk about the future. So I kind of want to follow on. And um, if you guys want some more detail on this, I recorded an episode last year called How Google and Facebook Think, plus my theory on the end game for LSAs. Look in the backlog for that one. But TLDR for that entire episode is that inventory on search has been capped. It's been capped for a really, really long time. So Google dominated search in the United States since, you know, honestly, like the late oddies, pretty much everyone's online at this point. Google is now a verb. They're not getting more people. So if you look at things like the cost per click, which for legal stuff has been driving up into the right, like really, really heavily since probably 2018, 2019, we're really looking at the outcome of a supply and demand thing. Like it's no longer an advantage to know how to do Google ads. There was a time where, you know, gosh, you could get a personal injury click for cents and you could get calls for a couple bucks. Those days are long gone. These days, the numbers are seemingly getting higher and higher every single time. And that's because basically everyone knows how to target personal injury lawyer plus city. And basically the way that Google's been continuing to get more money out of this is one, it kind of sorts itself out based on the auction. More people that are bidding on keywords, the higher those terms get. And two, they've been kind of making it harder to pull any funky strategies as far as going niche with you know hiding data and automatically making suggestions happen. And then um, they have this, you know, I don't know if you guys have launched a Google campaign recently, they have this new thing called smart campaigns, which is basically taking your budget and splitting it out between search and display, which it's kind of putting sawdust in the flower. You're still probably paying search prices. So I think that's kind of dishonest. But anywho, that's Google. But we're kind of like generalized that into search as general, right? And search has really been the only reliable channel for driving inbound traffic online. You might be able to extend that to Bing, but that's really just about it. So Google, and again, if we want to talk about stuff like SEO and LSAs and local business ads and all those different things, it all represents the same volume of eyeballs, the same inventory, right? And if we're going to treat this as fixed, which it's been for a while, the cost per lead is going to trend up. And the way that you look at that could either be a direct cost per lead on stuff like an LSA or a search ad, or if you're going for organic stuff, you need to be either more clever or you need to be doing more work. So more for less is kind of the end of the day, because basically the competition is either going to be fighting you in the auction or fighting you to be the next person, right? And like all these strategies will tend to more work like that. Back in the day, and we'll just pick on, on social stuff, for example, like if you're talking about the reviews that you need to get to be the top XYZ practice area attorney in your city, maybe it was five 
three or four years ago. And, and now, you know, no joke, there's there's personal injury attorneys that are pushing five, 10,000 reviews. It's insane. But again, this is just the dynamics of a market with a fixed value, fixed supply and increasing demand, right? So in order to win on these channels, it's like, I'm not going to be the kind of person who says, oh my God, Google's dead, blah, 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 all this different stuff, right? It's winnable, but just over time, it's going to lead to consolidation because to win in the market, you're either going to have to spend more or you're going to need to convert better on the existing spend you have. And this is another kind of wake up call that some firms that might have been active five or six years ago. And, you know, you had some killer SEO campaign you're paying 500 bucks a month for. And, you know, you could call people back in three days and then you could convert 2% of your leads and be happy as a clam. You know, those guys are going to have to get their ish together as far as making that cost per lead because your cost for making an SEO investment work is probably 10x. And that's going to drive your cost per lead up. So to make the ROI work, which again is partially a function of how many leads you're getting, but very, very importantly, the amount of leads you're converting that behind the scenes under the iceberg process is more and more important as time goes on. So that's it on the supply side. But basically, in terms of future proofing your law firm growth. Another thing that's kind of concerning about this is this, this limits the total inventory that you can really depend on for scaling your firm. So if there's only so much inbound traffic that you can possibly get, let's say, hey, you know, let's assume you want it, right? You're the top dog. Where do you go when you've reached the ceiling on what can realistically, how many people that are searching for XYZ practice area in your city and you want to go higher? Like, what can you possibly do? And the answer to this is the same answer for what you'd want to do if you didn't want to fight that fight, which is push marketing, right? So like I said, search is the only way to generate inbound calls. Unfortunately, inbound calls are the only thing that most law firms know how to do with. And as a matter of fact, a lot of them don't know what to do with them at a really, really good level. Push marketing much, much harder. A little bit more creativity required. I'll kind of get into the options for that. But very tellingly, in my opinion, if you want to look, uh, this is exactly what I was saying Google was doing earlier, right? So because they've capped out the search stuff, if you want to do these smart campaigns, they're going to basically alloy your search traffic with display traffic, which is push, right? It's one thing to write an ad that says personal injury lawyer Atlanta when you are having somebody who just typed in personal injury lawyer Atlanta, but like that same level of copywriting is not going to stop somebody from browsing the New York Times or whatever. Just, oh my God, I never thought about that. Personal injury lawyer Atlanta, like that, that's fantastic. I got to do this, right? But, you know, this is actually something that was uh, talked about back in the 60s. Um, Eugene Schwartz breakthrough advertising was saying basically most aware markets are actually the lowest level of copyright and getting into the levels of unaware market takes a lot more sophistication, a lot more hook, but it's doable, right? So anyways, that's Google going to display stuff. But, you know, this also brings into channels like Facebook and YouTube and TikTok and this kind of thing. Right. So the big crux here is that there's this is something that we talked about a little bit in the last episode, right? A lot of these channels are considered low quality channels, but that's not reflecting the intrinsic value of the people that use those channels. It's reflecting the expressed value, aka what people are able to get out of the leads that come from those channels, which is 100% controllable by process, right? So basically, if we have this, this situation, and um, I mean, I'm just going to go out and say, you're not going to get inbound calls from Facebook or YouTube or TikTok, right? Um, it's absolutely possible to get these things to work. But you know, you have to not only get people's attention in a different way, you have to follow up with those people that end up expressing intent in a completely different way, in a much more aggressive way, as a matter of fact, right? So basically, but if you do have that kind of master key in place with being able to do something with the form fill leads, it really opens up a complete universe of options. And we'll get into that in a little bit, right? So basically, yes, the sky is falling if you're thinking about search and looking at your cost per clicks go up all the time, but it is the best time to be marketing a law firm, especially if you're 
small and scrappy and want to get creative on some of this stuff if you're paying attention, right? So kind of going back to that initial concept we we're talking about inventory, right? So there's three fantastic ways that it's going to be much better for people that are adopting a strategy like this. And um, I think we're, there's a huge opening in the market right now. So the inventory that exists right now for outbound or push channels is huge and super, super underutilized, right? Let's look at Facebook, right? You know, these guys are a huge opportunity, um, you know, in terms of like the trillion dollar market cap, that doesn't happen for no reason, right? The direct-to-consumer space is absolutely crushed on this. There's all kinds of SaaS and B2B and all these different things. But you know, by and large, law firms really don't know how to use Facebook well. Probably nine out of ten times, I we see like law firm ads and we're trying to audit somebody who's you know come on our website or something like that. It's just usually just like, oh yeah, hey, so and so XYZ type of attorneys, free consultation, call now. Again, like not to the level that things need to be at. And we'll go into some examples of how this can actually work out. But the cool thing is that because law firms aren't competing on it, uh, we you're not you know you're not competing against more. Morgan, Morgan in the search, right? You're competing against those low t- ticket e-commerce softwares and you know Netflix promotions and you know news articles and that kind of things, right? So comparatively, the cost per leads are so much smaller. Like we have individual clicks, and you know we're probably just the most familiar with estate planning at this point. You know, for the campaigns that we had live for estate planning keywords, those are twenty five thirty dollars a click. That's we're paying that for an attendee as uh, for a webinar that somebody's you know watch a full you know 45, 55 minute webinar for that same cost, right? That's just the difference here. Like we have people go way farther in the in the funnel for a similar amount of cost, right? So the second thing is we've got a lot of different ways to compete. And um, let me kind of clarify some of the stuff I've been talking about. I've told you guys a lot about what doesn't work on the channel, but let's talk about what actually does work on these channels, right? So I want to refer back to our podcast with Will Dukes back in February. So Will is does fantastically on Facebook. And, you know, here's an example, right? So the old way to do things, if we're thinking about, you know, family law attorney Atlanta, Will had a guide that was advertised on Facebook, which was five things that ex-wives do to give dads more time with the kids. Fantastic, right? So, you know, we don't have to compete against that fat head keyword, right? Will's client is now established, directed towards dads who don't have custody of their children that are able to target a very, very specific case type for a very, very specific avatar. The thing that's awesome is that this is like stuff that a lot of, I remember back in the day when we were focused on AdWords stuff, people would want to get really creative with these avatar things. Like this is something that is absolutely, you know, block and tackle marketing 101 stuff, but it's something we actually couldn't do on search really well. Honestly, to this day, with taking away keyword terms and not really giving any airtime to campaigns that aren't super, super broad in search, this is something you still can't do on search. So if you want to get creative, this is where you can absolutely do it, right? And if we take an example like that, right, five things ex-wives do to give dads more time with the kids, that's not going to generate inbound calls. That might not be generated by somebody who is chomping at the bit, frothing at the mouth and looking to hire somebody yesterday. But if you know how to attract those people, which a headline like that does, and most importantly, if you know how to follow up with those people to get them on your calendar and persuade them to take the next action, then you're accessing a completely different thing. So what I find super exciting about that is the potential niches that you can go into as a law firm right now are infinite, right? That's one use case for one avatar. You can do whatever you want. There's room for so many people to eat in a model like this, and it's something that we could really never do with search. So basically, like all these little micro markets open up finally. And again, it takes some work defining an avatar and finding messaging that works for them, but it's absolutely possible now in a way that really never was before. Okay, so we've got this cheap inventory. We have the new existence and ability to really target these micro niches with our creative. And then the last thing too is just like, as we kind of extrapolate things into the future, right? 
I want to point out TikTok as a recent example. Nobody was planning on that for a couple of years ago. And we've had billions of impressions come online. And you know, you guys can look up the stats for how much time people spend on this stuff. That's a complete black swan. Nobody saw it coming. Um, there's going to be something after TikTok. TikToks might get banned. Who knows? I don't really know. <laughs> but again, we got ChatGBT and whatever is next after these things. The things to keep in mind is that I don't think search is going to get knocked off the heap. Like we're not going to have a new channel that has inbound calls. So the thing is, the strategies that you would use to succeed on something like Facebook are similar to the strategies you'd use to uh, succeed on Google Display and are similar with some differences in translating to the things you need to do on TikTok or YouTube, right? The skill sets from a marketing perspective are understanding avatars and developing messaging that resonates with them. Again, you might have a specific script that could be different on TikTok or YouTube, or it might need to be video versus display if you're thinking about Facebook or Google Display Network. But if you can figure out that skill set, you have options, which is fantastic. And you know, with those options, you're not competing on price or competing on creativity. And then the second part of that is you have to have that process to take somebody who's not making an inbound call and, and turn that into a consultation on your calendar and have the skills to turn that consultation into a closed client, which, you know, unfortunately is a little bit more challenging than an inbound call and which is a little bit more challenging than a referral, right? Again, if you have the ability to take those form fill leads and convert them into clients, that's going to serve you today. That's going to serve you for any platform that comes after that. So that's basically, you know, I consider this sort of the master key for being able to take advantage of any channel that ends up coming and, and also for the time being, be able to be a first mover and really, really capitalize on a non-competitive marketplace while it exists. And again, I'm not saying this is going to be forever. You know, if we're having this conversation or five or 10 years, we could be talking about these channels the same way I'm talking about inbound today, but that's just kind of the nature of markets and the nature of free markets where there's a good thing going, people find out about it. And then, you know, the pool's crowded, right? <laughs> you can't get in. That's the sort of thing. But if you're able to move fast and be brave on these kind of things, like these are the people that are really, really crushing. I try to have as many people on the podcast that are doing exciting stuff as I can. But basically, you know, we're, uh, these are the people that are making these moves out here. And again, they're not asking for five references and waiting to see somebody else do it before then, because by that point, the, the returns have kind of evaporated. But again, I, as far as just kind of the through line on this, those two skills are are so important, right? You have to have the ability to turn inbound calls into post clients, basically. And you'll have to be able to think creatively as far as how to reach your market on be able to niche yourself. But again, that's why I ended up writing the book Beyond Intake, which is really on that second part in terms of converting those those um, form fillies into closed consultations. And you know, I'm going to stop teasing you for this point, because we're getting pretty close to release. But anyways, I want you to keep those concepts in mind. Don't get depressed thinking about the future. There's a lot of opportunity, more opportunity than ever right now. So keep that in mind. I'll see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.